This episode is sponsored by iTunes. Go to www.cheapseatreviews.com. Click on the iTunes button, purchase anything you want, and a small portion will go to this podcast. Those who do evil to others, the killers, the rapists, psychos, sadists, you'll come to know me well. Frank Castle is dead. Call me the Punisher. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 110, and today we're talking about The Punisher. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, is the drunk guy at the family reunion, Jimison. Call me... The drunk guy at the family reunion. <laughs> okay, I will do that. Okay. Uh, and um, and Sam keeps grenades in his bathroom vector. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to go to my family reunion back here at the beach and then uh, and then make sure that nobody gets shot. Okay. How's that sound? That's a good <laughs> idea. Let's do that. All that. Let's all do that. All right. Good um, deal. So, uh, for the recurring listeners, you you steady fans, you loyal people, you we apologize. All two of you. Yes, um, <laughs> uh, we apologize for missing last week. Uh, Corny is moving and is still in the process. He's actually in his new place, but alas, has no internet, and it's kind of hard to do a podcast when you have no internet. So we will miss him um, and his. You know, guitar noises and bad Sean Connery impressions and whatever. So he can do a write-in, can he? I guess he didn't. Uh, I guess I could text him <laughs> while I record right now and have him send in his thoughts and top three. That's actually a good idea, Andrew. I will do that while you do your intro. Um, but before we do all of that, uh, we are doing what are we doing? We are doing 2004's The Punisher, and Andrew has words to say. An undercover FBI agent becomes a vigilante assassin and sets out to unleash his wrath upon the corrupt businessman who slaughtered his entire family at a reunion. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it mean and they mean entire family. Oh yeah, like everybody got <laughs> yeah. shot up in a Rob everybody. Rob Schneider and uh, Roy Schneider and everyone else. Yeah, even the drunk uncle who tried to escape on the motorcycle. He yeah. They got, they got, they got killed. They did. Uh, so that's it, right? So his his whole family is murdered, right? And yep. he goes on his revenge story, right? So we that took forever. We we have had some good revenge <laughs> stories, I think, in our podcast world, right? We've done, um, yeah. right? We know John Wick was a good yes. revenge story, right? Um, yeah, probably one of the good. better ones that we've seen. Um, Agree. Uh, I'm trying to think, which other ones have we done? Oh, good lord! Um, Jurassic Park. 
That's not a one. Dumbass. <laughs> um, if I had the list in front of me, I could tell you right, <laughs> right now exactly. It's always what we have done, but I can't think. Hunt for Red October. That's not a revenge story. What's wrong with what? you? Oh, gonna... Zombievers. Zombievers. Uh, yeah. I guess the, the Zombievers are the re- seeking revenge? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, Drinking Buddies. That's not revenge. Okay, so oh. Deadpool. This is an actual one, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, no, no. Uh, does Batman count? Yeah, um, I mean, he becomes a vigilante. He, he, he becomes yeah. a vigilante. Because yeah, but it's not revenge. Well, no, it does become revenge because he's able to. In that movie, the Joker was the uh, the killer That's of his true. parents, right? Yep. yep. So yeah, okay. I would put that. Okay, we've got um... equilibrium. No. Um, Desperado. Dark man. Dark man. Desperado. Yep. Dark man. Yep. Um. um uh, Witness was kind of a backwards revenge film, wasn't it? The bad guys were, were trying to kill Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And, and the kid. I don't know too. about backwards revenge. I think that's just more like they wanted. To, they didn't want to go to jail. Yeah, that's true um, too. So anyway, so the point is, we've done some. See, so we've done, yeah, we've yeah, we've done this different. genre, right? We've done we've done this movie yeah. uh, before, not this movie, but we've done this type of movie before. Um, and oh, paycheck and or I'm sorry, payback, payback, yeah. And and I'm gonna actually say this: this isn't the worst one we've seen, uh, and it is so. not the best one we've seen. I don't know. I might put it up there on some of the worst. Really? But we'll. I'll get that in one eye. No, that's fine. So, Andrew, um, I guess I'm asked this. Has anyone seen this movie before the viewing for this show? Yes. I think I have, yeah. Okay. But bits and pieces. I don't remember much of it. Yeah. The last time I think I sat and watched it was maybe the year it came out. And I don't think I saw this in the theater. But I might have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I might have. Um it was during the, was it 90s? No, 2004. 2004. Oh. <laughs> Though I can see why you say that because it has a 90s feel to it. Absolutely. Or even late 80s. Yeah, well, I would still Not say a, if I would have told thing. you that this movie came out in 96, you wouldn't be surprised, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Had, it had That's someone what, that different was, than That was the actual Romaine. thing in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's just like, I think part of it's because, one, no one drives new cars, right? They're always driving mm-hmm. these classic cars, right? Yeah. T- uh, two, the movie just is, and I don't just mean dark as in absent of light, or, I mean, not as in dark as in in tone, but, like, everything it's just looks shot. old yeah. and dirty, like they filmed it in Detroit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I haven't mentioned Port Detroit in a while. I know, right? So, um, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, it, it anyway. So, Andrew, uh, your initial thoughts, sir. Okay. Well, I hate it. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Um, but seriously, I don't like it at all. And uh, <laughs> I didn't like it May the first God time I watched mercy it. Mercy on your soul. Yeah. I know. I watched it, um, I guess, um, back in to, uh, somewhere 
back in the past before I got into the a grown up world. And uh seems like I watched it with my dad and we both hated it. <laughs> and then it came on again, like HBO or one of those movie channels and we maybe sat through bits and pieces of it again just because nothing else was on. It, I literally I this is a terrible one. Uh, I, and I didn't even know that the Punisher, because I'm not a big comic book fan as far as the comic books. I've always been a superhero fan with like animated TV shows and movies, but this, I guess, was the first Punisher movie that I heard of. And uh, though, it, though it, yeah, it wasn't the first one made. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't didn't see that one, but when I watched it, I, I thought well, it sounds kind of cool, but it just took forever. To, to you get know, anywhere. Yeah. It was boring and it kind of seemed like a wimp. And then <laughs> I compared it to, <laughs> then I compared it to uh, the, the second season of Daredevil. Oh uh, my God. Punisher. Yes. And the, I like that one a whole lot better. Well, yeah. Um, so, in full disclosure, the reason why this movie kind of got put in where it was is because. That was the intent. The new, of course, we were supposed to do it last week. But the new season <laughs> of Daredevil had just come out Excuse me, with the Punisher. And I kind of wanted to do this Punisher after watching, alongside watching with the new Daredevil to see, you know, kind of how it was, right? You know, maybe in comparison and things like that. Uh, and that was kind of the intention. So if we make comparisons between the two, I think that's actually fair to do. Because we have something that just came out, um, yeah. and I'm also going to compare this a lot to John Wick, because I think that's also fair. Because it's also a revenge style type movie, and other revenge style type movies that we've seen, uh, right. I'd like to certainly compare with that those as well. Yeah. I think that's kind of the, I think that's fair to do. Sam, All were right. you done, Andrew? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of with Andrew on this one, and I, I think I've been spoiled by the new Daredevil Punisher because in my mind, the, the idea of the Punisher is the guy who has nothing left to lose, and he's lost his family, so he is going to kill without prejudice anybody who had anything to do with his, his family getting killed. And... um of course, the new Daredevil is just does an amazing job with that. You you you're right there with him, and he is brutal, absolutely brutal. But in this Punisher, if, number one, it started. It took a little while to get to the point where his family was massacred, and and I got to give him credit. The whole family massacre was pretty crazy. Um, I didn't expect to see everybody die, and and I have seen bits and pieces of this film. I just hadn't seen the whole thing. In one part, so I think I've always missed the uh, the family dying, and I mean his his wife and his son get mowed down by a truck. Yeah, um, on a pier was that? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So that that was just weird to me. But um, the the biggest drawback and, and the reason I really started hating this movie was when they shot him on the pier or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And they shot him in the chest, and he falls down like he's dead. And then they blow him up. These these guys were so stupid that they didn't cover him with the gas that they were throwing everywhere else, and 
light them on fire. Instead, they blow him into the water, and of course, he lives somehow. Um, even though, even though there's like this gigantic red water stain around him as he emerges from the the the, the depths, um, and then the, of course the our, our our hopping man there the the uh, the voodoo witch doctor voodoo witch doctor um, comes in and helps for ten seconds and he's better. Uh, then we get him. Then we get towards the uh, making the revenge, and just some stupid things that happen. He armors his car, but it lasts for like one twenty scene. seconds. Yeah, in one yeah. scene. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to see more of that. I want to see you know his little poor man Batman gadgets that he was putting together, and then the apartment people. I just I, I, <laughs> the apartment people I like that. that that's felt, the, that's poor man's the village people, by the way. Yeah, I felt like they were <laughs> insulting my intelligence with those folks, yeah. and I could have cared less. In, in a movie, when you're talking about revenge, dark stuff, a family has just been murdered. He is out to commit all these murders. Um, uh, you know, it, it just seems silly to me. To put that kind of stuff in, not to mention the the Rebecca Romain Stamos, not Romain Stamos. What's her name? Oh yeah, yeah, you're that, right. Okay, um, her being in there as the potential love interest or something, it just mm-hmm. it felt wrong. It didn't feel right, and everything from there was just kind of uh, I don't know. It just didn't feel right from the big goofy sailor Russian guy. Um, <laughs> You know, to the lawnmower blade in the head. It was he was like a bad Bond villain. He really was. And, yeah, I mean, that's what I got out of it. <laughs> you talking about, you talking about the Russian Kevin Nash, the wrestler? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just didn't. It didn't fit. Oddly didn't enough, fit. he's from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in John that Wick. Sense. That's Is right. He? Remember, he's the bouncer, right? When he walks up to him oh, and he puts a gun right. to him, yeah. he's like Francis, and he's like Mister uh, Mister Wick. He's like, you've lost weight. Yeah, he's yeah. Thanks for noticing. Take the night off. Okay, that's him. <laughs> that's cool. So we've yeah. So now we've watched two two movies in with fact, Nash in it. Like the movies he's known for, we've done half of them. <laughs> we just now need to watch The Longest Yard, and I am not watching Magic Mike XXL. But <laughs> oh, come on, he's in The Longest Yard. Remember, he's the guy that they give the the um the estrogen pills to. And he starts crying on the field. (laughs) That's him. (laughs) I actually like. Anyway, to to finish up my little thing here, I just the film was very disjointed. It didn't pick a theme and stick with it. And if it was going to be a rated R, which it was, right? This is a rated R film. Yeah, it didn't feel like a rated R film to me, at least. Yeah, I mean, it was only rated R because of um, some violence, some violence, and then the f bombs. Yeah. So I didn't have a real good time with this one, and I, I'm sad because it's a Marvel movie, and I, I like Marvel. So, what do you think, John? So I'll, I'll I'll say this. First of all, I'm going to put this movie in some context, right? Which yeah. I love to do. I love doing this kind of this idea of putting putting things into context. Okay. We all three of us kind of felt like this movie was made in like '98, right? Yeah. Just because of the look and feel and whatever. I mean. I don't know. This this kind of feels like something that came out, you know, three weekends after Armageddon or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
the mid nineties uh, hero, one guy against the world. Right. So we're in the midst of this rejuvenation of Marvel movie or of comic book movies, right? Yep. Right. In the early two thousands. Um, cause in spider Man's yeah, and... the first Spider-Man came out in 2002, which was really good, right? Mm-hmm. It was still very comic booky, mm-hmm. but really, really good. And we all liked it. And so that's when they, and then they reproduced the X-Men movies. Um, it's the same time. And those were, you know, pretty good of their own. Right. But, uh, we we still hadn't quite figured out how to make a really good, solid comic book movie. It's kind of hard to think, but Batman Begins came out one year later. In seven? Oh, wow. Right? No, in 05. 05, okay. Batman Begins. And okay. I think Batman wow. Begins really kind of turned the corner of this, we can make a comic book movie and make it really good and believable. I think yep. that changed... Kind of everything, right? Because then mm-hmm. a few years later, Iron Man comes out, and that I think set the bar for what you can do. And then I think in '09 or '08 was the Dark Knight. You know, it might have been yeah. the same year. And uh, yeah, the peak. Yeah, because the Dark Knight showed us you can make an actually good, good acted, good cinematic, good everything yeah. comic book movie. And Iron Man showed you that you can have fun. Without it being silly. Yeah. So my point to that is, this movie is silly. And it's not supposed to be. Right? <laughs> you, you, See, you, with, you, yeah, you with me? disjointed. You with me? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think, now the movie, and everyone, now Daredevil, or not Daredevil, um, Deadpool came out and like, oh, Deadpool is awesome. This is how you make a rated R movie. Let's not forget that in 96, 7 or 8, I can't remember it came <laughs> out. Hey, Molly. <laughs> I love how she makes every episode now. Yeah, uh, she might as well just get a guest. yeah get a, get a credit on the uh, take her outside, Sam. I'll be right back. Okay, so um, so let's not forget that we had Blade a few years yes. prior to this movie. Okay, mm-hmm. the first one, and even the second one, and those are hard R, violent, and I think pretty good movies. Yeah, I enjoy them, and they're not silly. Okay. They don't, they don't, they take a serious subject, quote unquote serious subject, that's vampires, and you put, you know, Ron Perlman and all these other characters in it, and you do some really interesting things. And I think the Blade movies, the first two, are actually pretty good. The third one's kind of terrible, not because of Ryan Reynolds, but he doesn't really help the movie. Well, but he's the only, well, I think he helps it a little bit. Well, he makes it funny. That's, that's yeah. about it, right? So, my point being is this this movie can't figure out what the hell it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, is it is it hard R revenge? Or is it kind of comic booky silly? Is it mm-hmm. MacGyver meets payback? Or what? You know, like we don't it doesn't it doesn't know. Oh, I think he just coughed. I did. And it, and um <laughs> And that and that kind of makes me sad for the movie. So <laughs> I, yeah, because I think it could have been so much more. Because I like Thomas Paine, Jane, no. Th- Thomas Jane. I like him as the Punisher. I think he's good in this role, and it, it it's just it's disappointing to see that character get trashed. This in terms of of the the stuff that's around him. Oh yeah. Uh, this movie, and this this will not be the first, and definitely not the last movie that we do of this, where I use the phrase the some of the parts are better, or the parts are better than the whole. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, yep. like Thomas Jane's actually not bad. Now, he doesn't have to act much, but I don't think the character needs to. I mean, even this new version of The Punisher, all he is is angry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All He's either quiet angry or loud angry. There's no mm-hmm. different. You know, he's just varying degrees of angry. So it's not like he's rolling the full gamut of emotion, unlike Charlie Cox as, but as the Daredevil. Do you necessarily want to see the Punisher no. smiling happy? No, you don't. You don't need that. You know, it, it would go against his character. Right. That's my point, is that Thomas yeah. Jane does fine in this movie. Um, and I like Will Patton as the number two, uh, as the sub-boss for the yeah. bad guy. I like Will Patton. I think he's interesting, and I like the way he says things. Um, <laughs> I actually like John Travolta as a bad guy. He's he In this age, he, he, he did several other movies where he was the bad guy, like Broken Arrow mm-hmm. and some other movies. So... Yeah. I'm okay with that, right? John Travolta, though he has some bad dialogue. He has some bad dialogue to read. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel bad for him because you know, we we have you have this opportunity to, to be a to be a superhero villain or what's it called? A supervillain or a, a, a comic book villain where you've got these you've got this range to be weird and crazy and eccentric. Yeah. And it boils down to is you're this weird jealous dude? You know, like yeah. he he was a wasted bad guy. I I felt bad for John Travolta in this role. Um, and so and then you got, um, um, what's her name? You just mentioned her, Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Was she yeah. Stamos back then? I think she was. Anyway, like too hot to be living in that kind of a place, kind of girl. <laughs> so that's a trope, right? With the mm-hmm. crazy crazy uh, uh, boyfriends. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The boy, another trope. Yeah, um, this yeah. movie really is just full of tropes. I mean, it really is. Um, but they're bad tropes because they didn't. Yeah, they didn't explore them, or or at least you know, I I can handle a trope if you throw a little curve into it, or if uh, you know you throw something new at me in the trope. Yeah, does that? So I, this I'm movie with you. not and, do that. It was very lazy. This movie, the writing. Yeah, it's very lazy in this movie. And and other things about tropes. Let's just put it. Let's just throw it out there, okay? So the, the movie I'm gonna to compare this mostly to is John Wick because man, we just watched it, and that might not be fair because it's sixteen or uh, fourteen years newer to yeah. twelve years newer. Sorry, math. But um, <laughs> it's better that, than your geography. Oh man, yeah, no joke. And I took world <laughs> geography, but. Um, that movie has tropes too. Okay, I mean, let's be fair. That movie is pretty tropey too. But we we're okay with those tropes because they're used in a manner that a I think furthers the plot appropriately. Right? It's a revenge story, so obviously it's to have something die, and in this case, it's a dog in John Wick. Right? And then you have, you know, the the guy that you go to who knows everyone, and then you have the secret hotel. Like these are tropey kind of things, but it furthers the plot. And it's written well and acted well, so we buy it. Or I think acted okay. You know, so I'm saying. Whereas in this movie, like, the drug deal gone bad at the beginning of the movie, which is what kickstarts everything, I, I think it was it was kind of dumb. And let's be honest. who, What undercover cop signs up for live ammunition being shot at you? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was a terrible plan, I think. Um, it just was, and was that the goal? Was the whole goal to get that other guy to start shooting and then they all just kill them? Like they didn't seem upset that everyone died. 
You know, like don't like usually in those kind of movies or or TV shows, they're pissed. Oh, you killed them. We we needed to capture these guys so that we can get them to turn on their bosses. Usually that happens, right? You know that is that's true though. The the, the one trope they didn't use was the angry ch- police chief. You're right. I want some butts. Mm-hmm. I actually would have liked that better than the <laughs> sniveling pissant of a chief that they had in this movie. Yeah. He has one line in the movie, and I hated him for it. I captured it. He's a, you know, you know what I'm talking about, which we'll get yeah. to in a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I, there's, there's, I wrote, a, again, I've mentioned this many times on the show, and if you're new to the show, I can always generally tell how much I like the movie by how many notes I take. <laughs> if I like the movie, I take very few notes because I'm usually engrossed in the movie. Goodwill Hunting, I had like 12 notes. <laughs> For this movie, I've got about forty. <laughs> so, um, just oh, it's bad. It really I mean, is bad. It's hard. It, it's hard to 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 find the merits. Well, I mean, no, like you said, there are merits. There are some fun scenes, some interesting ideas. But I blame. I, I guess I blame the director. I don't know. Who do you blame in this in this case? Because, oh, well, the God, writer. Well, okay. So you want to blame the writer, uh, Joseph Jonathan Hingsley, yeah, uh, or the director Jonathan Hingsley? Hin- ah, Hinsley. right. You know let's, what I'm saying? Let's blame Hingsley. Yeah. So, so let's blame him for a second. Okay. This is one of those movies and op- and uh, and things, and we've done this before on the show. I can't think of any director, but we've watched movies. Uh, Wing Commander, I think, was one of those where the director was killed, but not killed, but his career was killed by the movie he did. Yes. Yeah. This is one of those cases. <laughs> now he has written a bunch of stuff. Okay, he wrote the screenplay to Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. Oh wow. I'm I'm with you. He wrote Jumanji, The Saint. He helped write Armageddon. J.J. Uh, Abrams also helped co-write uh, Armageddon too. But anyway, he uh, did a couple of huh? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, uh, he did the Punisher. He did Next, which which we've seen for this show. Um, and then he did a couple of the Adventures of the Young Indiana Jones uh, video short kind of movies. Yeah, I love those things. Um, well, they're new, not 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 the old ones. Not oh. the ones with um, River Phoenix. Oh, okay, never mind. Which he I've, did I've do. Yeah, he did the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which he wrote five episodes for. So Was he's, that that show they tried to make on like ABC? Uh, not in the nineties. Yeah, it was mid uh, ninety two to ninety three. Okay. Um, it starred Re- no, it starred Sean Patrick Flannery uh, as the Young Indiana Jones. Huh. Um, okay. And you know him from such things as oh, Audio Tools, Half of Pints Night. He's uh, he's the brother <laughs> in Boondock Saints. Anyway, yeah, you couldn't have gotten an American to play that part. Anyway, whatever. My point is, is that that wasn't River Phoenix. So that was a different one. <laughs> um, uh, so he's done some good writing, but not on this one. Well, like we said, it, it has good parts, I guess, and writing would include writing those parts. Yeah. It's just putting them together in a cohesive vision that yeah. was the fault here. And that's fair. I think that's actually very fair to yeah. to make that point. Um, and, and can we almost all agree that if they didn't have the scenes with the idiot apartment people, I think this movie would have been better? Like... Uh. 
<laughs> okay. There's some things that yes they could have. No. I will say this, Sam. Yes. I think okay. there are things that you could have done to make this movie better. I think, and Andrew, you can go along with the ride if you want to on this one. I think you need to make the movie less silly, personally. Yeah. All right? Because the yeah. movie sets the tone. The movie starts off kind of hard. So uh, other than the stupid drug bust and the bad blonde wig that the dude's wearing, right? <laughs> Okay, let's let's get past that, right? Oh, did anybody think Dumb and Dumber in that, by the way? No. Dude, what if he shot you in the face? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a risk we're willing to take. Yeah. Um, no, so like, so the, like, the, you know, so, so the, the, okay, hold on. Let's just, I just want to go here for just a second before I forget, because I'm looking through my notes and stuff as well. So the whole movie premise is this. This is what starts the revenge. So, John Travolta has two sons, and they're both in the crime business with him. And for what it's worth, Travolta doesn't look old enough to have sons that are in their 20s to be doing crime. But whatever. Right. Let's just say he's, he's, he's a good-looking 40-year-old man. And they look slightly, like, Hispanic or... Whatever. See? Yeah. And his it's... wife was... She was actually really attractive. I'm going to... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she was attractive. Um, so, she, anyway... So he goes on this deal, right, by himself with the little weird dude from Ocean's Eleven. And he gets himself shot, okay? And so then Travolta is mad at Castle, not knowing who Castle is. He just knows that the kid, little kid just you know, blames that, that guy. Well, that's the guy that set up the deal. So now we got to go after him. <laughs> I, I guess I'm kind of confused is how did you make that leap? You know, yeah. like did he put out a hit for every single person involved on that? Right. And their family. You know, that's the only thing that would make sense to me if he's going after every single person. Because you can't just say it was Castle. Right. Because it just and, doesn't work that way. And then the other thing is, is this is a trope, which this one bothered me, is they were strangely omniscient. They knew a lot. Mm-hmm. For just bad guys, like here's classified documents. Wait, you have that kind of pull to <laughs> to do that? Now I know things from trivia now that make that scene make more sense, but from what they showed me on film, that scene doesn't make sense. <coughs> yeah, how he was able to get that kind of thing. Now we know from movie like the new Daredevil and the Kingpin, right? He could mm-hmm. do that because he was so wealthy and he would get pressure and leverage over people. So I guess we're making that assumption here, right? I don't know. But his bad guy organization was really easy to take down. <laughs> I mean, it was really easy. I kind of think the three of us with some well, you know, if we are well-armed, we could take down this, his his operation. I'm just We could have spoons that take down that operation. <laughs> no, we have to bring a knife to a gunfight. That's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> and how does somebody get cut in the throat and not like pull the trigger at what you're aiming at? That, that always bothers me in movies. That, that that when you get a flesh wound, well, that was more than a flesh wound. But even if you're getting shot, you're going to shoot back. What if he had accidentally shot that into his pocket or something? <laughs> <laughs> Ow! I know, right? Uh, anyway, I was. <laughs> I was going on a rant before I went on that tangent, but I can't remember what it was. But easy to take down. Oh yeah. Well, not just not before that. I was just I was frustrated that the bad guys just seemed oddly omniscient, right? Yeah. Um, I, there was something before that I thought. 
Damn it. Oh, well, I'll have to go back and either listen to the tape or <laughs> not. Tape? Because yeah. we use that still, too. Um, whatever. So. Oh, I know a scene I know that you love, Sean. Oh, what's that? After after the, the grenade or whatever that was blows up in the apartment. Mm-hmm. And they're all dancing to the music. <sighs> I hated that entire scene. <laughs> it skipped. But when the music stops, did you hear it? What? Did you hear the, the, the record scrape? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, Sean's going to love that. Yeah, that, and that's a trope. Every time there's music and then it has to stop, there's a record scratch. Wait, that was a CD, guys. That doesn't do that. make that noise. <laughs> Just like every time there's a microphone, there's feedback and yep. all these audio tropes for whatever reason. I don't know why we have to have them, but we do. Um, anyway, uh, I hated that scene. Because it's stupid. It is. Yeah. Why do you have to, like he's he's Very fighting what a meant to be? Yeah, he's he's yeah Colossus. He's fighting a, a you know a sub boss, and they've got this. What was the music, Andrew? It was a waltz, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Um, uh, it's an opera. Dum, dum, yeah, dum, I don't dee, ba, dum. I am so fat and I like to eat food. There's, Whatever. Seen here. Yeah. Puccini yeah. or some Italian. They're, 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 they're fighting to this, right? Which is silly. But I don't want silly in my revenge movie. I mean, yeah. could you imagine if John Wick had broken into the club to kill uh, Theon Greyjoy and that music was playing? <laughs> we would have hated the movie. Yeah. We would have hated it, you know? Or if... I don't know. It's just when you... I, well... Here's here's my only defense for that scene. All right. They were trying to juxtapose, juxtap- juxtap- oh God, juxtapose, is that a word? Yeah. yeah. Juxtapose yeah. the silly dancing, having fun with him getting the snot beat out of him by huge Russian guy. But my that's I, the only defense. But <laughs> with the huge Russian guy looking like some sort of, I don't know, cartoony sailor with the striped shirt, it didn't didn't make an impact as a dark versus light or funny versus horrifying. Right. Yeah. I I understand why they did it, Sam, to the to what they were going for. My point is that it's terrible. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. This it's, is not a good choice. It's it's dumb. It's 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 kind of dumb. And the only I guess we have to introduce new characters. I guess that's the idea, is that if it's just him versus the bad guys, then we won't be interested in him, right? There's no no way for him to character develop, right? Yeah. He has to interact with other people. And by interacting with these weirdos um, and, and hot lady, that he's able to kind of grow and whatever, right? But But put him in a place, put him in a different place. Put him in a place with a bunch of, like, I don't know, a bad part of town. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, okay, he was in a bad part of town, but everybody was nice. Like, you don't go to Detroit and, you know, your neighbor bring you a bunt cake. It's, <laughs> well, maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah. But, it's usually you know burnt. what I mean? Like, if you want to have character <laughs> development cake. with other characters, in the movie like The Punisher, give him a crackhead that lives next to him. Give him a rapist that he beats the hell out of. Like, you know, make him... I don't know. Make him more of a vigilante. Well, I see. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, Andrew. Make make the people around him horrible, because you know the whole idea of the Punisher is that he will punish bad people. Right. 
And maybe the character development is, yeah, there are horrible people around them, but for some reason they do good or they, they there's something good about them that he figures out that maybe the idea of, you know, offing every every drug addict or, or prostitute is not the right way to do it. Does that make sense? Give give them something to have an inner inner uh, conflict. Yeah, it, but are we yeah. Th- are we thinking too much with it? I mean, well, I, I think this this I, movie didn't want to 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 explore those types of ideas. No, and obviously it didn't want us to think. Um, <laughs> but in fairness, even the new Punisher and Daredevil, I mean, all of the people around him that are trying to help him to try to steer him to the to good, right? Yeah. And and it does nothing for him. Yeah. In the end, he still murders the guy who is responsible. Spoiler. Yep. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm just saying. He does. And he has a fleeting, fleeting moment of redemption in, in, the, in, the, in the means of he helps out another good guy, yeah. right, for a few seconds in the last episode. Um, to kind of help justify some things, some of his actions, right? But yeah. there's no character development. In fact, all they've done is made him go farther down the dark rabbit hole that he is, and right. then they gave us a mystery at the very end to definitely lead us to think that there's going to be a season three, oh, or yeah. he's getting his own show, his own series. I but do know. Can you with a guy so? I mean, he that was a flat character on Daredevil. Yeah. In terms, of, like you just said, there's no, there's no happiness to that character. No, he has, there is no joy at all. Oh my god! At gosh. least with Daredevil I, himself, there's joy yeah. because you know that he, there's a goal, and the goal is to yeah. stop these bad guys to protect his city. Frank just wants death. So, anyway, we can talk about that another time, or maybe not. We <laughs> we, we actually probably can't uh, unless we do a, a Daredevil episode, um, yeah. which would be interesting. Yeah. We don't um, want to do too many spoilers on that because that really is a fantastic season, absolutely of, of Netflix. Um, so I'm I'm skimming through some of the notes. Uh, I want to get to some clips here in a few minutes. But <clears throat> did you guys notice the Pulp Fiction connection here in this movie, other than the obvious one with John Travolta? No. So what gets John Travolta what he feels like in trouble? Right? He, uh, you know, he his boss tells him to take his girl on a date, right? <laughs> and, then, and then the girl gets in drugs, and then they almost die, right? Yeah. In this movie, he's the boss, and he tells his second in command to go dance with his wife, which in this movie turns him jealous for some mm-hmm. reason. <laughs> so, I mean, she, she got really sexy and slept with you because you avenged the death of your son, so... On on the porch or a balcony. Yeah. So because we all know we all all know our wives will would do that when we well I enact mean, revenge. Not all of your wives are going to tell you to to tell your number two to kill his entire family. I mean yeah. that decision was because of a grieving mother, right? Yep. Frank Castle's entire family is dead because of a grieving mother. And how also convenient was it that they were having family reunion day? You know what I'm saying? Like the movie would have been less. <laughs> actually, I'm going to change you this. Them all down. Actually, no, I'm going to change that. I'm, I'm thinking about this. What makes the bad guys scarier? The fact that they all showed up in weird kind of Bermuda shorts and they shoot down the, the family 
there in Puerto Rico all at one time, or you know, Frank and his wife are in, are in London or wherever, and then they find out that like their family's getting picked off one at a time across the country or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, which, well, that would have been more interesting. It may have given the story. I don't know. You know, like we could have, I think that might have been an interesting way to go, right? So, like, he, oh my gosh, crazy Uncle Eddie's dead. Well, then, and then they, and the bad guys leave like a calling card, and then he goes there, right? And then they find out that the next family member's dead, and then the next family member's dead, and he's struggling, and he's angry, and he's frustrated, and, and then he finally gets to his he's dad. Trying to, yeah, trying to protect everybody. Right. And he finally and gets to his dad, it. and then that's when they have the scene where they think they kill him, and then he becomes a punisher. So we just made a better movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to play. Oh, there's another trope, by the way, from oh. the dad. He's not quite dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's able to. I'm not dead yet. Let I'm me not stab dead. him. I feel back. better. I'll just use this butcher <laughs> knife and stab him in the back. <laughs> Uh yeah, I was actually a little sad he wasn't in it more. Truth be told, yeah. Um, but anyway, whatever. Generally, in a Punisher movie, the family dies fairly close to the beginning. I know that that's the point. I know that. But... <laughs> um, what? Anyway, um, I don't remember him, but whatever. So I'm gonna play a clip. I don't remember which one this is. I just wrote number one. So here you go. If you're going to kill me, would you leave my face alone for my mother? We just made you bail. Now, if I wanted to kill you, I would have left you in jail where we have friends. And in some way that I can only describe as deeply pornographic, you would have been killed. But you're a small piece of shit. And I don't want the karma of your death on my soul. But on the other hand, maybe I don't believe in karma, so... Guys, no, 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 I'll tell you anything you want to know. Okay, then this will be quick. I want to know one thing only. Who brokered the deal? His name is Otto Krieg. I like William Patton. <laughs> I like the way he says things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll just... One of my favorite lines he ever says was in uh, Armageddon. He's like, what are you doing with a gun in space? I just like the line. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a problem with Eddie Jemison. Is that who that dude is? Yeah, the Mickey. Little, Mickey Duca. Eddie Jemison. Yeah, he is that because you're related wrong. to him? No, he spells his name wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Nolans. I, yeah. I forgot he was in Bruce Almighty? Hmm. Whatever. Anyway. Um, there was that clip. What was the cycle? Oh, okay. So we were talking about bad dialogue. This is bad dialogue, okay? I felt bad for John Travolta, who had to say this out loud. His name's Frank Castle, senior agent. Just got the Bureau's London desk. His alias, connections, apartments in Europe, none of it was real. Not even his death. Maybe it was, maybe he died and came back to life so he could die again. I think that's real bad. I just, it's dumb. (laughs) He came back to life so he can die again? Oh my God. Okay, anyway, at least somebody didn't say I was born ready. <laughs> okay, just just real quick. Um, I'm so excited. So someone at work, one of my students at work. Came wait, to wait, me. wait, wait, wait. Can you hide it? What? Can you hide it? Can I hide what? You're so excited. Oh, shut up. So 
<laughs> uh, I'm at work, and so you, of, so you just can't hide it. I can't. I, mean, I really can't. That's why I have to, to tell it to the dozens of people that listen. So <laughs> I was at I'm at work, and one of my students comes up to me, and she says, um, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm kind of want to know what Firefly is because I keep hearing you talk about Firefly." And I said, "Oh, it's this great TV show, whatever." I said, "Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy?" And she said, "Yeah, I love Guardians of the Galaxy." I said, "Then you'll like this show." <laughs> so during my lunch break, you know, we we've been watching Firefly, uh, and we we well I, I, we started. I mean, we just we watched the first half of the pilot, which is a, of course a two hour movie. But in the there's a moment in the in the show, I laughed out loud. And of course, she looks at me because it's not funny when Mal looks at Zoe and says, "Are you ready?" This is the wartime scene, at the very beginning of the show. <laughs> and he says, "Are you ready?" And she says, "Always." That's all she says. And I laughed, and she looked at me. I'm like, I'll have to explain later. And I'm like, that's a good line. That's okay. That's fine. Always fine. But if she would have said I was born ready, I would have actually dis- disliked Zoe as a character just a little bit. Or Joss Whedon, too. But in fact, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, he's He was brought back to life so he can die. I think that's bad dialogue, personally. But whatever. Um uh, what was that? What you were you were excited, Doctor Ex Machina? Let's see, that's oh, a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, this one. Back in Dio's castle. Go with God. God's gonna sit this one out. Yeah. <laughs> I did like his delivery of things. I liked his voice for some reason. Just that gravelly. I don't know if that's his actual voice or if they graveled it up a little bit. But anyway, um, also and, uh, uh, and, Andrew and Sam, did you? I didn't capture much of the soundtrack of the movie, which I thought was actually kind of okay. It reminded me kind of like a western almost. Yeah. But yeah. the beginning of that clip, as the organ is dying, it made me think of Interstellar. Oh yeah. Back in Dio's castle. Go with. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I love Interstellar soundtrack. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the soundtrack is good. I liked the movie too. I didn't. Um, you liked like three it. quarters of it. I liked three quarters of it. That's yes. true. I liked yeah. three quarters of it, and I'm okay with the ending. But there's that three or four minute thing in the towards the the, the third act, which ruined the movie for me. It's also <laughs> too long. But anyway. Um, this was play. I played this out of order, but I just I I don't know. I they're talking about guns. I had to play, capture it. I bored the chambers and customized the triggers and added some compensators. They used to be pretty good, but now they're nail drivers. Yep. And I only have twelve bullets, so you're all gonna have to share. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, Deadpool. Okay, thanks. I had to think about it. Like, wait, that's an actual quote from a movie. What's that from? Yeah, Deadpool. Good job, Andrew. Um, <laughs> so back to the dumb neighbors, right? So Frank spends whatever money he has. I guess he has money somehow that no one has seized or whatever. I guess the bad guys don't have access to that. And he soups up this apartment, right, and turns it into this, you know, uh, rated R version of Home Alone. <laughs> and he tortures uh, Andrew's cousin, um, you know, Mr. Eddie, uh, Eddie Jimison. Yep. And uh, 
And the neighbors are just like, what's he doing in there? I don't know. We should just leave him alone. Wait, what? There's a guy screaming in there. I don't care how weird you are and what part of town you're living on. You're calling the police, right? Like, am I wrong there? No? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if if you had been, we all of us lived in apartments in college. If the next door neighbor had been screaming his his head off like that guy was, I think I'm calling the police. Yeah, <laughs> from a closed door, you know. I, yeah, I I'm not. Be, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to go knock yeah. on the guy's door and say, yeah. hey, "I'm calling the cops on you." I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> why I had that? Or we accident. could all be listening to really loud opera while baking and not hear anything going on. <laughs> oh yeah, on a record player. Like, and the only reason why it was a record player was to make the joke work. The grenade mm-hmm. joke that Sam mentioned. Yep. yep. I really wish they'd just forget that. Yeah, it was dumb. Um, so there's another scene that really kind of pissed me off, right? So he breaks into Castle, breaks into um, the John Travolta's kind of headquarters, right? And... He goes upstairs and he sees the money counters, right? And he sticks the guns. In there. First of all, if you got money counters, I mean, he had a lot of money in there. Don't you think you would have more guards than those two idiots in the lobby playing poker? I just kind of feel like there would be more security. But anyway, there wasn't. So he goes <laughs> and, he, and he dumps the money outside. And it's he's doing the thing from Batman, right? Where the Joker's throwing the money out. And he... um. He walks down, he goes downstairs, right? And those two, you know, idiots are. Um, Chuckling. Yeah, sorry. There's noises outside of my door. And I'm getting kind of scared what's happening. Anyway, um, not actually. It's my wife doing laundry. Um, <clears throat> I'm just surprised she's still awake at 10 to 11 is all. Uh, or as late as it is. Anyway, so they're just standing there, right? So they stand up, right? And they, and they do this weird Western, like, stare off and then. They, 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 it made zero sense. If the guy who walked down the stairs is the guy that we, because they were on the team that went to kill him, right? Uh-huh. If a guy walks down the stairs who we've killed, I'm not watching to see what he does, and I'm not letting him put the briefcase down so he can fold back the jacket and unbutton his <laughs> yeah. holsters so that he can draw on both of them. I'm not doing I'm either running or shooting. I'm shooting immediately, right? Yeah. If I'm a yeah, bad fight or flight. Yeah, there's no such thing as as honor among thieves in this moment. No. Yeah. Forget that. You pull your gun and you start shooting. It's just so stupid. <laughs> so it's one of those times where the writer/director has no idea what proper motivation is. All right. You know, they have not expressed what real people would do in those situations. If if that was John Wick, okay, let's just say this was John Wick. He sneaks in. First, he has to beat up like 13 guys just to get to the vault, right? And he gets – or because even in the, in the movie when he does go to a vault, which he does, he has to shoot like five people in the church. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he shoots all the fake bankers and stuff that are there, right, because you would have that. And then he does the thing with the money. Let's say he takes it outside and chucks it outside, right? If he's sneaking downstairs and there's guards downstairs, he's having to be like stealthy and sneak around and he's shooting people from the top of the stair and he's jumping down. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's not walking downstairs 
then look at all Neo with his long jacket. And yeah, he, he, John Wick would have shot him from the upstairs room, right? Like down through the floor, right? Boom, dead. Yeah, yeah, he would have listened and learned. <laughs> like I don't know, there was something. It was just I don't know. It was dumb. It was bad. It, that scene literally pissed me off. Um, something else that pissed me off. I, I, I mentioned it earlier. I actually liked Frank Castles. Castles. That was weird. Frank Castles. Yeah, Castles. I like his response here. Um, I actually thought this was actually some good dialogue, and I kind of liked his delivery. That's just me, though. But here it is. It's been five months since my family was killed. I don't see one man in jail. Obviously, you're upset. Upset? Is that the word? I used to get upset when I had a flat tire. I used to get upset when a plane was delayed. I used to get upset when the Yankees won the series. So that's what upset means. And how do I feel now? If you know the word, tell me, because I don't. Right? Yep. <laughs> I, I kind of don't blame him. And honestly, I kind of expected that guy to be on the list. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you guys yep. ever see Law Abiding Citizen? Yes. You see that, seen that Oh. You yeah, said, yeah, you, you have seen it or you have Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, Andrew. It says, oh. Uh, I haven't. Oh, you've got is to watch this, that. Is it streaming? I think live, it uh... No, no, um, it's no, no, no. it's uh, it's uh, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, okay. Yeah. I get those two mixed up a lot. That's actually fair. Um, I was gonna make a joke, but that actually, I can actually kind of see that because they kind of do the same kind of movies. Which, yeah. by the way, I haven't seen, but my um, my boss went and watched. Um, London has fallen. Yeah, what he you says think? it was great. Oh, really? Yeah, he loved it. He yeah. says. He, has, he looks at me and he says, did you like the first one? I said, I loved Olympus Has Fallen. I thought it was fun. And he said, mm-hmm. oh, then you'll love this because it's more of the same. I said, sweet. Because I liked <laughs> is, the first one. Is it one. Die Hard in London, basically? Basically, yeah. Sweet. Um, What was I going to go look here on Netflix for? Oh, Law of Bunny Soon. Uh, okay, it's not. Anyway, it was for a little while, but I guess it's not anymore. V for Vendetta is streaming now. Ooh. There's a lot of new things this month. Yeah. Hmm. Sweet. Our list might be getting updated. Anyway. <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, The Mummy. I like The Mummy. Um, Brendan Fraser? Yeah. I think he's fine. That's yeah, a fun one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my what was I going with that? Um, shite. I don't remember. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't remember what I was talking about. Um... Yeah, that scene pissed me off. That's what I was going to say. Oh, no, no, no. Law Abiding Citizen. The point is, uh, Andrew, is in Law Abiding Citizen. What pisses him off so much, this isn't really giving anything away, is that his family is is murdered in front of him, just like this character is, right? He's murdered. Um, but the who he blames isn't just the bad guys. He also yeah. blames the justice system because they allowed the bad guys who were caught to basically walk free. They made a deal, right? They both turned on someone else, right? So they got reduced sentences so they could catch the bigger fish. And in his point of view, um, Gerard Butler's, that was not good enough. So he takes law into his own hands. And what he does is amazing and violent and awesome. Um, (laughs) So anyway, there you go. Um, So I'm actually surprised they didn't go after that guy. That well, I can see you're upset. 
Jackass. Um, <laughs> then you've got Elvis, right, coming to kill him. Not, uh, not Elvis. Johnny Cash, who came to Charlie, came to kill him. Yeah. You what? are one dumb son of a bitch. We're going to have to a gunfight. I just wanted to I capture the noises because they were dumb. Hate that scene. I, uh, hate I, that I hated scene. the whole idea of that guy. Uh, yes. Again, it's like a bad Bond villain. Yeah. Like, I just and then the death scene when he gets shot in the neck with a switchblade. <laughs> I, it was the worst death scene I've ever seen in my life. It's probably one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. It was Russian Ivan first or second. Was he before what? this guy or after this guy? After, I believe. After? So, I guess, in this universe, if you're going to be a bad guy, you have to be like a themed bad guy. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, send in the Russian. Okay. Oh, he's dead. All right. Send in Johnny Cash lookalike. Oh, okay. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Who do you got left? Uh, send in uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. You know, it's just... Send in Bubbles the Clown. Right. Like, what is happening? What are we doing here? <laughs> it's just weird. Although, if you think about it, a lot of comic books do that. You know, the villains are are just personified in terms of what they are. You know, the Russian or the, you know, the trick shot guy or, uh, you know, it, it's X-Men, basically. Yeah, I... Okay. All right, I'll buy that. I, I I will I will concede to that notion that that I, in in a fleeting moment I forgot that this was in fact a comic book movie. So I will uh, I will abide to that logic. Um, that doesn't mean that I like it. I just I no, get it. I get I'm it. right there with you. It's stupid. <laughs> it but was it's... real dumb. He comes in, and he sings a song to him, and then he's like, I'm gonna, I, "You know I'm what I sing that at your funeral." That. What was it, Desperado? Mm-hmm. That we uh, we watched at, at some point. That's it's straight out of that movie. Yeah. I actually thought he had gunned in the guitar case, Trippy told. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember that he didn't. And then he attacked him with the car and then the knife to the throat. Ugh, dumb. Yeah. Uh, dumb, the dumb, dumb. There you go. I even <laughs> sing a song about it. Um, <clears throat> Rebecca Romaine is, it can be in another Marvel movie because as Mystique, we don't get to see her real face. Wait, you mean we do in X-Men 2? Oh, well. So, there you go. She's nice. she she not only does like a Ryan Reynolds where she is in a different uh, different because um, Ryan Reynolds is, basically plays the same character in two different movies right he's because he plays Deadpool twice yep. bad Deadpool and good Deadpool and then was also in um, Blade Three and Green Lantern <laughs> um, so she's in X Men one two and three and then in this movie. But in X Men again, only time we see her as her is in the second movie, when she's drugging the guard. Otherwise, she's pretty much just you know blue. Um, oh, poor thing. She's so sad. Huh? Nothing. Oh, okay. Um, smoking while handling others' money seems kind of dumb. I just thought that was funny. Those guys in the bank were smoking. I thought that was kind of whatever. Uh. Let's see. Uh, we're gonna have to gunfight. All right. So yeah, the the Russian was after that. Yeah. Is this Punisher? Is this the Punisher? Right. Where is these fights being funny with the Russian? What the hell was I trying to type? Are you drunk? This is the this is the Punisher. Right. Where is these fights being funny with the Russian? Okay. <laughs> you were drunk. Uh, no, I think I was. 
this. Um, this. You're not doing drugs, are you? Not right now. That's <laughs> 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 like a funny line. Um, this is the last clip I got. I don't remember which one it is. So here you go. Oh, yeah, I remember this now. And when he was accused of cheating at cards, what he would do is he would take the guy in the other room, move the furniture like so, and he'd take his knife, he'd throw it in the ground. One that left got the money. Well, gee, I didn't know that, Howard. The only problem is that you have too much furniture. <laughs> I actually liked that scene. I thought that was kind of funny. And then I, I felt, felt so, I actually felt bad for the guy. By I the did way. too. He really doesn't know what's going on, and all of a sudden he's he's being stabbed to death. He's you know, like, it's just like what? what? He's oh. like, you're, you're killing me. Why are you killing me? Tell me why you're killing me. And you feel bad that you, he doesn't know. I mean, he is a bad guy who killed oh, his, yeah. Frank Castle's yeah. family. But in that, the way he died, I felt remorse. And, That's and rough. And maybe I'm supposed to? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I actually felt genuine sympathy for that character. Like, wait a minute. he. And then he kills his wife in kind of a... Uh, in, in fairness, though, if all she does is just lay flat, I think she's all right. Yeah, I mean, right? I thought that, too. I was like, okay, just lay flat. Usually there's at least, what, six, seven inches of clearance between the uh, the bottom and, <laughs> I mean, and it's the not, top of the like, train. Because the fall didn't kill her. So, like, she's yeah, just, she was still moving when it was. <laughs> yeah, you just got a sprained ankle, so you just, you just lay flat, right? And then you can just yeah. walk away. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite dead yet. Right, you know. <laughs> that actually would have made it actually I think that would have been better. Yeah. Right? You know that, that's the silliness that would have added. Well, forget the you silliness, know? right? So he drops her off, right? And then you hear her scream and then he walks away. And then the camera pans back down and she gets up because she laid flat and now she goes and joins like say another crew and she starts her own crying whatever and then she she finds out that the Punisher did these bad things to make to ruin her life. And so then she is now the new bad guy, right? So then she is now trying to enact her revenge on the Punisher. See, I just made a sequel for you. Good job. Mm -hmm. you just, you, Marvel, you can pay me later. That's fine. Well, you know, you never saw the body after the train passed over it. Yeah, so I didn't capture out there. I didn't capture the part where he's like, hey, where's what's his name? Oh, he's uh what did he say? He says a bad joke, right? Because he he oh he rolled that's right he wrapped him up in a in a in a quilt a rug. Rug, yeah. What is it? He's wrapped up in something. Where's mom? She caught a train. You you just <laughs> killed this kid's mother. Don't don't whatever. Um, and then my last note I wrote is why is he just standing on that bridge? That's super unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole you could have delivered the line in the car. He's driving away in his cool car and he delivers the line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to have him standing on the bridge. It was weird. You know, yeah. like like I don't It was a forced shot. It hadn't it, yeah. it was something he wouldn't do. Right. There's no reason to other than because the director told him to stand there so he can get a cool helicopter shot. Yeah. That's that's one of my biggest beefs with Harry Potter 
is the end of the movie. The three kids are standing there. Harry takes the wand, he chucks it off, and then he walks down and he just stands there with his buddies holding hands. And they look uncomfortable. You can tell they're just waiting for the director to call cut. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. And I really hate it. I really do. It bothers me every time. Anyway. People don't just do that? No, no one does that. I know. You keep rejecting my hand. Every time I go to grab it, you just move away. It's not just that I'm going to reject your hand. If you want to hold hands as we walk back to the castle, <laughs> fine. Let's do something. We're not just going to stand there, though. That's my point. Yeah. Like if if he, he, he throws the wand and then he gets down and he looks at his friends and then they just walk back to the castle. It's okay to have that shot of them walking back to the castle. Movement is fine. And then the camera can pan up or fade to black or whatever. What about the freeze shot, the freeze frame? The freeze frame at the end of the third movie? They, they all they all jump up and, you know, have a... Oh, they jump and they freeze they frame <laughs> super, in the very 80s? Super friends! I think we all would have walked out of the theater at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about this? Um, real quick, before we get into um, um, Audible.com and trivia, is that... A buddy of mine, a good buddy of mine, who I argue with movies about all the time, and I've mentioned on this show, my cop buddy, uh, Dave, um, he texts me on his birthday a few days ago and says, hey, uh, for my birthday, I'm treating myself. I'm going to go see the new Batman Superman movie because he's he's not a big comic book fan. He just likes those big budget movies. Um, Again, he thinks Pacific Rim is great. All right. Yeah. Like I, Jen, like I didn't say fun. it was a bad movie. He said I said Come he on. used the word great. All right. And I get I have issues when people use that word fleetingly. Anyway, my point is he Sean, you're great. Oh, thanks, Sam. He walked out of that movie. He walked out he walked out of Batman versus Superman. He said he hated it. And he said, I couldn't stand the shaky cam. That's what he said. Yeah. He huh. says I the camera work was was so bothersome that he walked out of it. So huh. there's that. I didn't notice the shaky cam as much, but the, the themes of it were were just off. Yeah, but that's a whole nother review. Oh, what's the uh, what's that movie they're coming out with? It's all shot in first person. Hardcore uh, Harry. Hardcore Harry. Hardcore Harry. That one looks like something I don't think I could sit through. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could see it on a big screen. Yeah. Because that looks like it would make me sick. <laughs> you know? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the first 25 minutes of the Hunger Games make me a little nauseous. Mm-hmm. Because it's so on-the-shoulder shaky cam. Yeah. You know it's not on-the-shoulder shaky cam? It's audible.com. You can get a 30-day free trial. <laughs> you love my transitions with this, right? That was great, yeah. Uh, a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews. Um, we have a new noise now for trivia. You ready for this? This is now yes. our new intro music for trivia. And now for some more bad news. Ready? All right, trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank love, you, Big Trouble. I love that. I thought, but... it, I thought it was going to be... What? It's. I thought it was going to be. That's the sound of a butt whistle. Oh. <laughs> you have to give us some context with that. <laughs> Listeners right now are like, what the heck is he talking about? Are you going to give the context or do I need to? Uh, nope. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, well, how about this? Email us, listeners, if you can figure out what butt whistle has to do with the Punisher. Email us, and Sean will send you an email back. Uh, yeah, that's true. I will. Yeah, um, we'll mention you on air and give you kudos. <laughs> So tell us what butt whistle has to do. With butt whistle. whistle. There, there is a butt tie whistle. between this movie and butt whistle. There's a movie <laughs> called Butt Whistle. And I'm gonna is, sell those. Butt whistles. <laughs> I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna market butt whistles. I don't, <laughs> they just go. I don't yeah, think that's a thing that you, you want. You have a whole band of butt whistles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like All right, this. everyone, bend over, insert butt whistle, right. and blow. <laughs> All right, bases. I hope you had your beans. Let's go. <laughs> Insert butt whistle. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Mine's not going in, sir. <laughs> just relax. <laughs> All right. All we right, need to get away from this. We're getting a little. Tune. <laughs> oh my god. How do you tune that? <laughs> anyway, um, we're gonna we're done with this. Um. Oh. That one's been tampered with. Speaking of more bad news, Thomas Jane trained for nearly seven months with the United States. The United States. Why did it mean to come out like that? With the U.S. Navy SEALs and gained more than 20 pounds of muscles in doing so. Dude, he was jacked. Yeah, he was ripped. I, wow. I, I appreciate the, at, that. On the beach on the start of this movie? Good Lord. He already looked like a superhero. Uh, Rebecca Romaine revealed that in a scene where she sews up a knife wound on Thomas... She pushes pushes the needle too far in and actually sews, ends up actually sewing a couple of stitches on Thomas Jane's body instead of just the prosthetic wound. Yeesh. Oh. And that's not just that that's that's a couple of stitches yeah, into his body. Not like, which means she kept going. Yeah, it wasn't like she she poked him and he went, ow, stop. No, she's like she stabbed him and he's like, you know what? The pain gets me into character. Let's keep doing this. Like freaking uh what's his beak? Um Vanderbeek? No. Um Leonardo DiCaprio in the uh, Django Unchained when yeah. he breaks a glass, his hand is bleeding cuz he's got glass in it and he finishes the scene. Yeah. So, and then that bear attacked him. Pesci in Goodfellas. Uh I thought he's going to say Joe Pesci in The Revenant when Joe Pesci attacked him. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think I think uh, DiCaprio there. I think he's he's a bit of a of a was it masochist who liked pain? Yeah, yeah, a bit of a masochist. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. Especially from it's Facebook. also like also like that guy that jumped into the wood chipper and kept <laughs> kept acting <laughs> in uh, in in in, in uh, Dr. Dale versus Evil. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta watch that again. Uh, oh Lord! We gotta watch the second one. Yeah, they're making a second yes, one. I cannot wait. That's gonna be great. Uh, so I mentioned earlier about them being omniscient and getting information on Frank Castle, which I didn't think the bad guys could get. There's a reason. Yeah. In a subplot of the film, which was cut, Frank Castle finds out that Howard Saint got his information from friend FBI agent Jimmy Weeks. He eventually stalks him and drives Weeks to commit suicide. The scene was included in the extended DVD version. So that makes more sense now, again, knowing that. But again, I don't read the trivia before I watch the movie. So thus, my complaint is still so valid. The Punisher, I, I thought the Punisher 
like you punish criminals. Yeah. I thought that was his whole MO. It wasn't to set them against each other because they don't know it's him I, behind the scenes. Does that make sense? I, it, I thought it was all about you are getting punished for what you have done. This is why I am here to punish you. I, the only thing I can think of is that in his mind, it's it's more of a punishment for you to do bad things to people that you care about and to yourself than for me to just shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of like he killing his wife for no reason, but he, did he ever find out that, well, I don't know. Did he find out that his wife wasn't cheating on him? No, he, he kills her thinking that he did. Oh yeah. So yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Cause right as he's dying before he hooks him to the car and, puts him into the minefield that turns into the Punisher face, which is a trope uh, of burning metal and cars. He he throws down the pictures that shows Quentin was gay. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you killed your, I made you kill your wife and your best friend and they weren't doing anything behind their back or whatever. He told him, which is cold and kind of awesome. Um, <laughs> the original film with no other edits or cuts clocked in at two hours and 56 minutes. I would not have been able to sit yeah, there. Yeah, you would have no. to pay me Lots of money to watch a three-hour version of this movie. Yeah. Total body count. What do you guys think? Sam, you probably already looked at the trivia, right? Yeah, I'm not going to guess because I know. Andrew, you want to venture a guess? Uh, 52. Yeah, 45. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah. close. Um, I would ask the typical reca recasting question, but they've recast it for the Daredevil movie so, or TV show. So, I like the new one. Um, if you mm -hmm. want to put that actor in this movie, then we can get some new and interesting characters to, to do supporting at cast. I say you get rid of the weirdo neighbors. Yeah. If you still want to have a love interest, fine. You can have another hot girl in there. You know, that could be... Any hot girl. Well, yeah, it could be any hot girl. But so like, so this is this new thing now, right? Where you get like a, a, a comedian to play a serious role, like Kristen Wiig in The Martian or... Um, you get what's your what's your beak as Effie in Hunger Games, Elizabeth yeah. Banks, Danny, Danny Trejo as as the father in uh, Leave It to Beaver. Uh, sure, not we're sure well, that came from, but okay. So, yeah. so you, you know what I'm saying? So like you can still get like I, I don't know who you get, but what I, my point is that you can get a um, maybe even a funny hot you know, hot comedian funny girl. To be the serious role, but did not have comedic moments. Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I was actually thinking Anna Kendrick uh, when I initially yeah. started my thoughts, and then I lost it. But yeah, you can have her as the love interest. Yeah. Um, um, as as fat the Amy. As not fat Amy. No. <laughs> 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 she would actually be alongside killing people. I think actually. <laughs> Unless fat Amy is the weird roommate. There you go. Uh, who's, the, was, who's, who's our bad guy? Who's Mr. Saint? See, it's hard to, because I liked, I liked both of the bad guys. Yeah. I liked, I liked here. Travolta. Um, but Travolta, you could get some more gravitas behind that, you know, get a, uh, get a real mafioso type person. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually with you there. I could see like someone like a Russell Crowe or, yeah. um, uh, what's his name? Heck, I could even see Gerard Butler as that. I was just getting ready to say that. Yeah, I could see Gerard Butler as that because he would was, be kind of scary as a boss. So that's I was the just thing. asking if he'd ever been uh, asking myself if he had ever been, you know, like a, a villain. 
Yeah. Law abiding citizen is as close as you're gonna get. Well, and and the he was um the Phantom in the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. He's technically the bad guy. Um he's the antagonist. Gerard Butler was the Phantom? Yeah, he sings and he acts as the Phantom in the, the movie. You got, are you serious? I'm gonna have to go back and revisit that. Yeah, that's him. Nah. Huh. Okay. The movie's okay. Mm. I don't like the mouth. I don't like the mouth singing. It doesn't fit. Well, with, that's the way you did the it back then. That's what you did yeah. it back then. Before they came out with Les Mis, and people said, "Oh, you can actually do that too." See, I'm not a big fan of Les Mis. Some of the stuff in Les Mis is like, I, I don't know. I generally really, really liked Les Mis, but I will never watch it again because yeah. I, I like the music, it. but I'm good. And Russell yeah. Crowe can't sing. No, he can't. No, that I don't was, care no. how they tried to sell it. He cannot. He was. It was bad. He committed Very suicide neat. because he hurt himself. So that's mean. Because um, he had to pressure get the voice out with pressure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, there you go. Soundtrack grade. I'm gonna give it a okay. I, it was fine. Um, I, that's all I'm gonna give it. It was fine. Uh, what did we learn? It fit. It fit the movie. Yeah, I mean, it was it fine. No glaring. It didn't ever take me out of it. Except for that Other stupid song more. Johnny Cash would sing it. Not actual Johnny Cash, but fake Johnny Cash. Yeah. Uh, what did we learn? Well, we learned that if you're going to kill the, the guy, you need to kill him. Yeah. I just, <laughs> that just is so dumb. You know, like they, in uh, Austin Powers, he makes fun of that. What are you doing? Yeah. I got a gun in my bedroom. We'll go to the thing. We'll come out here. We'll shoot them together. You know, just. Put two on the head. I just don't. What's the problem with? That? I thought that I thought that's what they were going to do because it would make sense if you shoot someone in the head, you pretty much assume they're dead, right? And especially after watching the new Daredevil, you know he's been shot in the head, right? So I I thought that was the thing about the Punisher, and and when they didn't shoot him in the head, I was like, guys, you know, come on, finish the deal here. You're leaving too much for chance. Or you mm-hmm. change the way you do it, right? You know, you you kind of change it, maybe. You know, he's on the pier or something, and then they shoot him and he falls into the ocean. And they have yeah. to make the assumption that he's dead, right? But yeah. Yeah. when when you have him at 100%, this is twice now the bad guy. We've seen a movie where the bad guy has had the, the hero 100% at your their mercy, and they failed yep. to deliver. The dark man was the other one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Where he's dangling from that helicopter, they had him at one hundred percent disadvantage, and and you know what I'm saying? Like they they could have done whatever they wanted to him, and there was nothing he could have do, d- done about it. And yep. uh, anyway, it was just it's just dumb. Anyway, um, uh, and instead we ended up getting this. Excuse me. I'm everyone. Oh, oh, I didn't mean to keep playing stuff. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. So dumb. Um. (laughs) Top three. We did John Travolta movies because researching Thomas Jane movies was a weird (laughs) thing. That's all I'm going to say. And none of us could uh, could figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So John Travolta movies. Andrew, <laughs> go. Oh, I'm sorry. That's me. Yeah, um, you're Andrew. I was still... Yeah, Cordy, Cordy's not I was here. still thinking about how to market my butt whistles. 
Um, <laughs> butt whistle. Butt whistle. Okay. So I I like John Travolta as an actor, and I have several uh, movies here, but I, we have to pick three. So um, I'm going to give a uh, shout-out to the first Look Who's Talking, uh, <laughs> just for nostalgic reasons. Uh, I remember watching that as a kid, actually. And uh, being freaked out that babies could talk like Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, even then, I thought it was hilarious when, you know, the baby's like looking at the girl's chest, and he's like, "Ooh, lunch," you know. Like, I was like seven, and I thought that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I've always been a boob guy, I guess. And that, okay, yeah. so you were uh, still breastfeeding uh, at that point, right? No, no, I wasn't. Okay, just uh, so okay. Number three, uh, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Number yeah. Yep. Number two, Broken Arrow. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, number one, Face Off. Oh, John Woo's oh, cool. probably one of his better movies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sam. All right. I uh, kind of a little bit different here, but um, I've got my number three in uh, Phenomenon. Okay. He went on a string there where he was a kind of starring in. In yeah. these roles for like a year and a half, and then he disappeared. But anyway, phenomenon. My number two is a movie I actually still showed to a lot of my classes. Uh, Civil Action. Mm-hmm. It's really good. He is so good in that film. He is very, very good as that lawyer. And number one has to be Pulp Fiction. It doesn't have to be. It is in my book. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, how about you? Actually, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say, Andrew? No, I was going to say I actually had uh, phenomenon as one of my. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. I just yeah. didn't honorably mention it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wrote down just four movies, and I'm trying to think of which order to put them in. Uh, but I, I, I remember the, a civil action, yeah. and, um, and I remember asking my parents when I watched it, "Is this how the law works? Because this sucks." Yeah. Because it was up to the lawyers to prove that this company had poisoned the city. And they had, um, they ran they, out of money. They ran out of money. I mean, they went bankrupt, and they they still didn't ever win, right? They ended up settling, oh. yeah, just to get out of bankruptcy. And they basically said someone else needs to take on this case. They sent it to the EPA, right? And I, and basically, I'm sitting there going, "Holy cow! It's Flint, Michigan, just 20 years ago." Yeah. Um, wasn't, I can't remember if it was Robert Duvall was in that. I don't remember. Yes. Anyway. He was the, he was the baseball guy that was in the basement listening to the Red Sox games. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was great at that. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I, I didn't write that in my list, but I probably should have. Um, I don't know. There's, 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 uh, there's a lot of good movies that he's in. Yeah. So there's that one I really liked. I also really liked the general's daughter. That is a hard movie to watch. I don't think I've seen that James one. James Cromwell. Um, uh, he's a lawyer again, an investigative lawyer for the army, I think. And I haven't seen that one either. There's some horrible things that happened on an army base to the general's daughter, and okay. it's kind of like a few good men kind of a concept, right? Well, see, he wasn't in a few good men. He no. was not. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'll do general's daughter is number three. With a civil action as my three A, 
Because <laughs> they're okay. both basically, they're kind of the same movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Just one's, General Zara is way more violent. Uh, I'm actually going to do number two. I mean, I might catch some uh, grief for this, from, but, but I'm going to say From Paris with Love. I don't know why I like that movie, but I kind of do. And I like him in it because he's weird and he's, it's, it's his. I don't it, know if I've seen that one. Is, have I? It was on I Netflix for a little while. It's, yeah. it's So like when ne- Liam Neeson came out with Taken, all these old actors were like, oh, we need, right, to, yeah. we need to jump in on that. And he did his and that's what his was. Huh. Um, Remember, it, it was the young dude from Mission Impossible 3, the French dude. Um, and he shoots a guy. He shoots a car with a bazooka. It's kind of funny. Um, I put number one as Phenomenon. Okay. But frankly, I, 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 it's, it would, Phenomenon and Michael are kind of the same movie, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. He's um, the same person. He kind of is the same person. So... Because there's both, there's spiritual kind of ness with both of them. Mm-hmm. So instead, I'm going to choose Broken Arrow as my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie so much. It's so dumb. Christian Slater. It's so 90s. It's, yes, it is. <laughs> if that, if it's streaming, we should do that for the yes. podcast. Because it's just. It's so bad. It's just rife with it's things that. Bacana oh, all my gosh. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I really kind of like it a lot. Uh, it's not streaming on Netflix. Oh shoot. Okay. But that's okay. Um. Anyway, so that's that's kind of our show, right? That's it. Um. Just out of ten, I think. We're yeah, good. we didn't have any email. I I was oh. hoping corny. I sent him a, a message and asked him to, um, kind of send in his thoughts, basically, right? I was I, I actually missed Corny on this one because I was hoping he'd give us a little more background on the car, the not cartoon the comic hey, version of the Punisher. For what it's worth, Broken Air was streaming on Amazon. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that might be a thing. Um, yeah, I was hoping that Corny would send in. I asked him to email us and he didn't. Uh, all he sent was he sent me a text and I said. Is there anything you want me to say on your behalf for the show? And he said, I actually think they did a good job following an actual storyline. Uh-oh. So we would have disagreed <laughs> with him, I think. Okay. And maybe it was and maybe that's a there's a particular story arc in the comic book series where they where they kind of do some of the stuff that they do in this movie. I don't know. Uh and I guess we'll never know. Um yep. out of ten. Uh Andrew. I'm going to go 4.7. Okay. Uh, um, okay, sorry. Uh, Sam? I'm only going to go uh, 4.1 uh, eyebrow piercings out of 10. Oh, he had his whole face ripped off, man. That sucks. I kind of want to do that to someone, though. This is actually <laughs> twice we've seen that, right? Didn't he? Because uh, Mel Gibson did that to that guy in... Uh, Payback. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Weird. Payback movies and pierce, face piercings is just not a good combination. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked it a little bit, but not a lot. I don't know. I remember liking it more young when I was like 10 years ago yeah. than I did when I watched it this time. Uh, I don't know. 
Like, okay, this is what my problem is. So you went silly. So then let John Travolta be the bad guy that he is in Broken Arrow. There you mm-hmm. go. You know when he's yeah. that weird, silly, like when the nuke goes off, he's like, hot damn, what a rush. You know, like let him be that weird dude. <laughs> I yeah. forgot He says that, that, right? And yes. <laughs> how long is in the movie? And oh, I really want to do that movie now. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, anyway. And the same girl is in that, right? His wife is in uh, the Punisher's wife. Um, is in that movie. She's the love interest in that movie, too. Mm, I yeah. can't think of her name for some reason. Well, Samantha Mathis. Yeah, she plays the park ranger. Yeah, she I does. I forgot about that. She's kind of cute. She was. Uh, I forgot she, she was in... Uh, she was American. also in Mario... The Mario Brothers movie. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God, you're right. She is. Mm-hmm. Or was, or whatever. So that's... Gotta be two that we've done of her. How about that? Well, good for her. <laughs> or us. I don't know. One of the two. Um, yeah, Super Mario, there it is. And then Broken Arrow. So if we do Broken Arrow, she'll be the, it'll be the third. Cool. How special for her. Um, my turn. It is, uh, so I'm going to say... I'm actually going to go right with you guys. So... I'm just going to say four. I'm just going to say a, a four. Um, uh, shoot, I don't know. Red and white striped shirts? Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think of something more clever. But How about uh, four um, paper cutter blades to the face? Nice. Oh. Those things, uh, when I was in kindergarten, I watched a sixth grader chop his tip of his finger off with oh. one of those things. Oh, makes me kind of vomit just a little bit thinking about it. <laughs> um, I just thought of a scene I forgot to talk about. Oh, what's that? The when they're killing all the family members. What the heck is the guy doing with a catamaran trying to escape in the ocean? <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, but I can sail away slowly because it's quiet. No one will notice. It worked for <laughs> Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Uh, yeah. Oh, horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. What yeah. is this movie? When did this get happen? What is Black Death? <laughs> Black Death? Isn't that a Sean Bean movie? I don't know. It's on our... Yes. It's on our list for some reason. Yep. Is it still streaming? I don't know. I don't think it is. All right. Well, it looks like it's time. Since it's the new month. Oh, no. There it is. Yeah. Black Death. Yeah. During the first bubonic plague at church. Okay. Whatever. Um, 2010. I bet you Sean Bean dies. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's not what's next. Um, uh, so we're going from one kind of action movie to Do something uh, decent, please. To another. Um, I can't promise you that it's well. I think it's decent. Um, uh, Eraser is next. Okay, well, that's at least. Mm. Is that the one with alligators? Uh, there is an alligator. Alligator, okay. That because they're at the zoo. I, 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 it's been so long since I've seen it. I don't remember. Uh, Holly will, Berry's in it though, right? No, the other hot black girl, Vanessa Williams. Okay. <laughs> There's more <laughs> than one. I know. I'm just. <laughs> uh, but this will be our second Vanessa Williams movie. Um, this will be what our second or third Schwarzenegger film. Yeah. 
Um, I, I've always really liked this movie for some reason, and I'm actually really excited to watch it. So, Eraser, 1996 is Eraser. See, this is an action movie from the 90s that was actually made in the 90s. <laughs> um, and it has the cool rail gun in it, too, which was really neat. I like that idea, the, the rail gun. I wish it was real. Um, that's it. So that's what we're doing next oh. week. We've got some other good stuff coming up, but I don't want to say what it is in case it's not streaming anymore. Uh-huh. Um, but there's some new stuff on Netflix that is streaming that I'm actually kind of excited for, like... Maybe the Mummy or something like that. V for Vendetta. Yeah, V for Vendetta. I think actually might be really good. Yeah. Um, if we want to do another kick flick, that's kind of silly. The Forbidden Kingdom is on there. Love cool. Actually. Um, uh, yeah. Well, that's a good movie. Um, <laughs> Transporter Three. Um, so, yeah, there's some good stuff. So we've got some stuff coming up um, that I think will be pretty good. If you have a request. You may send it to us, and we will do it. We clearly have shown we will do whatever yeah. you suggest yeah. of us. Um, and if you know what butt whistle has anything to do with this movie, shoot me an know. email or yeah, or, shoot, a twi- or a tweet. Cheap seat reviews at gmail.com. If you are the first one uh, to respond, then when I develop the actual butt whistle and start marketing it, <laughs> you will be the first one to get <laughs> it. You'll get one <laughs> free of charge. Uh, Wait a second. Oops. Oops. Sorry. That was accidental. <laughs> um, that dang it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Sam. I'm not trying to. I was trying to play our outro. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah. No, no. I'm just, just, just trying to think of how that would work. Oh, butt whistle? I don't want to find out. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, instead of looking at butt whistles, you may leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play. Um you may visit our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. You may also... Uh, sorry, Netflix is really distracting me right now. Sorry. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews. You may follow us on Twitter, at CheapSeatCast. I am at Sean J. Allred, at Suniji16. Uh, goodness, R2. Uh, at JohnnyDarker16 is Corny. And at a Jimison is Andrew. Of course, you, again, you can send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. And you may leave us a voicemail um, at 704-271-4290. That, again, is 704-271-4290. Or 1-800-BUTT-WHISTLE. <laughs> I don't think that will actually get you anything, but you can try. <laughs> it be, be kind of awful if that's actually a website. And once again, Sam is calling me in the show. Um, so that's going to do it for us, for for the show. Thanks again for listening. Again, sorry for being off for a week. We should have Corny back next week, uh, just in time for Eraser. So uh, that's going to do it for us. So on behalf of uh, Corny, who's not here, Sam, Andrew, this is Sean saying goodnight. Thanks for listening. And... Keep a lookout for your butt whistle.